Okay, you ready? Yep. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. If your man's gonna go that wants to get buck, buck wild. wild. So that's one of my mom's favorite songs. No. I don't know what to tell you. Wow. I know it's unbelievable, but Blue Cantrell's Hit 'em Up Style I, is one of my mom's favorite songs. So when it when it was popular, she was all about it. But when my mom sings a pop song, you know how like when a marching band does like you know, they do like Layla and it's like it's like accentuated yeah it becomes like so like square you know like I, I say my mom like bands up a song so she sings it as hey ladies when your man ooh, wants to get buck hey, wild ooh, hey. just go back and hit ooh, him up style him, oh, I, I like that right it's version. even better right Take well, note, I want to talk. I want to talk to her about this. Maybe we should have her on to discuss. I want some like. I, I, I want her to like go into it, like a song exploder kind of like. Yeah, that's a good frame idea. Frame by frame, like. Oh, I love song exploder. Wait, can we have Cindy? I'm. Sh- yes. Can I say her first and last name? Can we have her call in? Yes. Right now? No, we're gonna have to give her a warning. Yeah, I think we should plan it, but let let's have her call in sometime. Please. <gasps> let's have both Why? our moms call in. Oh my gosh, that's a really good idea. Right. Okay. Last um, guys, this we're past giving you something to look forward to in your dumb lives. <laughs> um, this past Sunday, it was Father's Day. Yeah. Did you? I I almost forgot to send something. I gave my father his present far in advance. Oh, you I did. Was so okay, excited good. about it. So. Well, can I ask what it was, or is it private? No. Um. Oh, I know. I know yeah, what it is. I. So my dad and I talk on the phone every single Saturday and Sunday morning for like hours, and. Um, it's really become an important thing to me. Like I really look forward to it and we talk about everything. And um, so when we were in LA, we were at the studio tour and there were these gigantic like cartoonish phones and we took pictures of each other on the gigantic phones. (laughs) And so I had Grant Lindahl, who you know, who sketched my wedding. He sketched portraits of us on the phones. And so I have one for myself, which is back behind you. Mm-hmm. Of my dad. Oh, I love that. And so then I much. gave him the one of me, so that we always—it's kind of cheesy, but we always have—we can always remember that we're there for each other on the other line of the phone. That is I like the that. cheesiest thing I've ever said in my entire That's life. That's not cheesy at all. I also want to say Grant, who did the illustrations, is wildly talented and has an amazing podcast called Art School Acid Podcast that you can find yeah. on iTunes it's, or wherever you subscribe he's one to of the podcasts. Most creative people. I he's, know. He's amazing. He's wild. Yeah. He's amazing. I like that guy. Um, um, well, good work on that. I sent my dad, um, some, so this sounds stupid. I sent him potato chips, Oh my god! but perfect. it's because there's a specific brand of potato chips that's only sold in Columbus, Ohio that he loves. And my dad's the type of guy that it's like, he doesn't need anything. He doesn't want anything. So he's just thrilled with some, like a, a big old box of potato chips okay. that he can't get every day. You're talking to a man, Justin, <laughs> who receives boxes of cheetos that's so we're true. kind of like in fact did you steal that idea okay oh uh, sorry patty Ooh. no um i have been giving him mike sells uh crinkle cut oh give it a chips. shout out give it a shout yeah, out mike Se- everyone check out mike sells okay um they ship it's really cheap and easy i've been doing it for years maybe they'll sponsor us someday oh mm-hmm. fingers crossed mm-hmm. um speaking of sponsors should we jump into show nuts yes um, uh as you, you go. You do these two. Uh, let's switch it up a little bit. Yeah. So make sure to rate us on iTunes. Give us five all big stars. Then more people see our podcast. Listen, make happy. Yep. Right. I don't say it that well. I'm oh, glad you oh, took oh, over. <laughs> no. People are like, no, I see why Lauren usually does the show nuts. Um, and also just, you know, call the big listen and tell them you love podcast podcast how do they do that they can do it one of two ways lauren two very simple easy ways to call the big listen and let them know about podcast podcast what is the cell phone or landline it's 202 area code 885 pod1 that's 202 885 pod1 or they can email at big listen at wmu.org 
Wow, that sounds so easy. And your accent has been changing. I don't know what you're referencing. I don't oh. have an accent. Oh, hi. I have I have an American continental accent. Oh, I must have just been like hallucinating. <laughs> it's practically undetectable. <laughs> I also have another quick note: the Cracked Podcast, which I rave about all the time. It's wait, like one of my favorite podcasts. Wait, since I'm giving the show notes, should oh. I say this one instead? Do you want me to whisper to you? I, I'm gonna guess Jack as you're saying. Jack O'Brien isn't on it anymore. Isn't on Cracked Podcast the anymore. The podcast will continue. The podcast will continue but though. Jack- O'Brien is But not with Jack O'Brien. Yeah, right. Thank he's, you. Oh my gosh. He's um he's vacationing with Starly where retired <laughs> podcasters in podcast go. Heaven. <laughs> well, they're not dead. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I don't I have no Someone evidence. make a podcast called uh, um Is Starly Dead? <laughs> <laughs> and is she with Jack O'Brien? I know, called Finding Starley and Jack O'Brien. Wait, what was it called? Finding Richard Simmons? Yeah. Yeah, someone make one of those, but for X podcast. Someone do it and then get back to us. We really want to listen to it. it. But first, call the big listen. Priorities, people. Priorities. Do you have any corrections from last episode? No, but I do have a complaint from a listener. Oh, boy. Here I we go. Know. So I heard from a listener, Lauren T., that we're not really. That's it's my sister. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was like weighing whether or not I should just like let that go and like pretend like it's an anonymous listener. No, my my Lauren, my my Lauren, my sister listens um on her commute to work, and she has a complaint that we don't release often enough because she ran out. Oh shoot! So we release once every two weeks. Does that mean she only goes to work every other week? <laughs> she only goes to work, and she only goes she only goes one way to work. Yeah. So like she has to stay at work for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we might get sued. She could sue us. That's like, true. If she's not making money. For well, that's a good point. Like she could sue us for like you know for lost uh, wages. Yeah, it's, I mean it's really true. Oh, I hope she, I, well, I hope I didn't get, plant that idea in her brain. I hope not either. Maybe and, edit this out, Kara. And also, I'd really you know I, I I'll I'll consider making the podcast um maybe like twice a week instead. Um, except for that, it's a lot more work and I'm not doing it. We could just split up each episode into 30 second pieces, which wow, were, that's a great like, idea. Yeah. Cause our episodes average about an hour. So if we wanted to go from once every two weeks to two times a week, we could then just do 15 minute episodes. Oh my gosh. And my life would be so much easier. That kind of quick math is how, you know, I went to state school. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, Okay, so uh, it's time for our podcast challenge. Uh, okay, this is the first segment of every episode. It's where we challenge each other to listen to a podcast that either we love and that the other one hasn't gotten on board with yet or that we're really interested in that we haven't had a chance to listen to yet. So um, last week I challenged Lauren to listen to Pod Save the People, which is a podcast that is sort of an offshoot of Pod Save America. Lauren... What'd you think? I really wanted to like it. I was you, super excited. Something it, tells me you didn't. It was like on my list of things to do to try yeah. it. And I before I even challenged you. Yeah. What? And I, I think honestly, I think so. I want to you guys listen to it. And let me know what you think, because I think some people might really like it. Yeah. I've, I know people who love it. Yeah. I, it's possible. It's lovable. Okay. I just I feel like a lot of it was they were talking about things that I had already heard in the news and or they were so deep into stuff that I was like not I like, can't I even keep up lost and yeah. I just also I realize like I don't listen to a lot of political stuff. it's like my break podcast time is my break and I don't really enjoy I listen to every episode more than once I'm not kidding because I was like Lauren like this and there's an interview with Edward Snowden and I was like how could this be boring and it's not that it was boring but we've talked about this before the things that Edward Snowden is concerned about I'm not really concerned about I probably should be <laughs> But like my security, it's not like on my top. You know, we talked right. about this. Like, yep. what should I be worried about? Yep. It's not on top of my list. So like I, I was listening to you talk and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone could be listening to my conversation on Gchat and I'm okay with that. I'm sorry, Edward Snowden. But yeah. um, I, I think it's like a well done, smart podcast. I just will never listen to it ever again. Wow. So who who might this one be for? Like who might love this one? Um, I feel like my friend Jack Godshall. Yeah. So that's because the one person I can think what's of. He, what, what are the things? He's really into like political science and stuff. And yeah. He's super smart. Yeah. Justin, so, is that J, DJ J. Wu? Is that, a, do you think, is that a good assessment of Jack? Yeah. 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 He's like into like politics and stuff. I don't even know how to talk about this podcast. He's educated. He's, he's, <laughs> he, he's educated in ways that I am not. 
So, so if someone is really into, into politics and likes to unpack the issues in great detail and maybe hear from like um, political insiders, this or, might be a great one. Or if they're just so obsessed with the general basic facts, so they just want to hear them again. Facts, 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 yeah. facts, facts, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then go ahead. Like they like it was like they did the uh, the Comey thing like they went over it the, yeah. at the trial yeah and it was all stuff that I had heard because I listened yeah. to the trial like I, I and then there were times where they were so deep and I was it, it, it lost me so I I don't think it's a bad podcast like I can't yeah. say that about every podcast but I just and also I don't know the difference between Pod Save the people and pod save america they seem really similar yeah so but that means if you like pod save america then you're in for a treat because there's more coming at you cool okay well thanks for listening to it so i didn't have to i really appreciate it no problem i got you because i'm both lazy and stupid i got you (laughs) um uh okay well now it's your favorite time of the entire year not just the entire podcast you get to challenge me to listen to an episode of a podcast okay i now we, I made you listen to Welcome to Night Vale last time, uh-huh. and um, I I don't think that you I I like re-listened to you talking about it, and you were like it was a struggle. Like mm. I don't think you were as obsessed with it as I thought you would be. Yeah, because it has all the makings of things I like, which is like um, theater and humor, yeah, and sci-fi and and fiction, podcast, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I, you might not like this one, oh. but. I, I keep on, okay. It's called the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, Ooh. which I love dairy. Well, that's true. Yeah, but um, it's on Max Fun, which is fun. So I was like, I don't <laughs> think this is going to be about <laughs> beef and dairy because Max Fun is fun and beef and dairy isn't really fun. So maybe it's a joke podcast, and it is. Oh, good. It's um, it's they credit themselves as the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and mm-hmm. dairy. <laughs> and um. It's like a spoof magazine format focused on the meat and dairy industries um, created in 2015 by this comedian named Benjamin Partridge, uh, peppered with comic dialogue, surreal discussions, spoof advertisements, which we love here yeah, at Podcast we, Podcast. Wait, what do you mean? I mean, we would love to do those yeah. if, if we didn't have so many we real should, sponsors. We should try a parody sponsor Oh sometime. my God. That'd be fun. I'm writing that down in the show notes. <laughs> Um, fictional interviews with characters that are played by other comedians. There's a bunch, I guess, apparently a bunch of famous comedians have been on it, but I haven't heard of them, but it's British. So maybe they're like super famous in British land. But, um, some sample episodes include the yogurt special. They spell yogurt Y O G H U R T, which kind of turned me off. But, (laughs) um, it's a chat with a former child star, Wendy ex minister about her campaign to raise awareness of the poor treatment of child actors by the dairy industry. (laughs) Uh, uh, episode nine, studying the findings of the UK meat attitude survey (laughs) episode four, featuring an interview with slaughterhouse owner, Eli Roberts. So it sounds like there's promise here. I'm very curious. I'm very curious how funny it is. And it's, I mean, it's gotten really good reviews. Like it's, I'm excited about this one. Okay. Thank you. I feel like this has some promise to be sort of like a Rana and Beverly meets the onion kind of thing. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. I, I, I am going to dive in. Okay. Two feet first. Is that the saying? With both feet. That makes sense. Dive in with both. I mean, you don't no, dive you don't with your feet. Di- yeah, I think it is, but we're realizing like you don't dive in with your feet. You dive we're in. We're just hands realizing first. this, and we were lifeguards. Wow, we just really cracked the code on um, the problem with that common saying. You heard it here first on podcast podcast. <laughs> um, and now a word from our sponsor, Cabbage. Vegetables are so hot right now. Kale, carrots, tomatoes, onions, leeks, tomatoes, potatoes, sweet potatoes, those little purple potatoes, broccoli, squash, tomatoes, celeries, ramps, fennel, eggplant, peppers, mushrooms, turnips, yucca root, tomatoes, artichokes, corn, canned artichokes, those little baby corns, green beans, Brussels sprouts. Wow, you just listened to a lot of vegetables, and my mouth is watering. Don't I know it? But you know which vegetable I didn't list. The answer is cabbage. I didn't say cabbage. Cabbage, what is that even? Cabbage is two things. It's a cultivated plant eaten as a vegetable, having thick green or purple leaves surrounding a spherical heart or head of young leaves. Sounds cool, but can I put it on my pizza? No! Can I snack on it on the go in an on-the-go baggie? I guess so. Well, what can I do with it, Lauren? 
Great question, Eric. Most people don't know what to do with cabbage, and that's why you should be thanking your lucky stars for Cabbage, a new food service that's basically just cabbage. Every week, they will deliver boxed meals that are completely cabbage. That's right, just a cabbage. So if you're worried you're not getting your daily recommended cabbage serving... That's right. This is just the service for you. The cabbage comes in a refrigerated box, and scheduling delivery is easy, which means you have more time to eat cabbage. How much cabbage can you consume in 10 minutes? I can eat four pounds at the moment, but I'm working on breaking my record. I've been pooping a lot lately. Go to www.cabbage.com, that's cabbage with a K, and sign up for the hottest delivery service in town, unless you don't love cabbage. If you don't, you should maybe sign up for a different one. Um, but if you enter discount code podcast podcast, they'll send you a bottle of cabbage juice, which is just what it sounds like. Delicious. Don't wait. Sign up now and go ahead and try. Just try to beat my record. See you on the toilet. Wow. Thanks, cabbage. Yeah. You know, I replaced cabbage juice with my morning breakfast cereal milk. You have been looking a little sharper lately. Wow. It must be thanks to my cabbage juice cereal. That was... (laughs) That sounds so delicious. My mouth is watering again. Well, if you guys hear us chewing during the podcast, it's it's just us chewing on some cabbage. We can't even talk right now. Our (laughs) mouths are watering. They sent us one complimentary refrigerated box of cabbage, and we just can't stop snacking. (laughs) In our on-the-go baggies. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That was a really good sponsor, and I'm so grateful for that. Thanks, cabbage. As much as I'd like to talk about cabbage for the entire podcast that can be for our bonus episode oh great point okay um what what's our first clip uh clip one is from nancy do you know about nancy yeah i sure do it's Um, from buzzfeed and as soon as it came out i jumped right on it oh you did (laughs) well seems like nancy's our sponsor in case you in case the listeners don't know nancy is uh best friends kathy two and tobin lowe And they are super queer, super fun, and ready to take over your podcast feed. Yeah, girl. By the way, I didn't make this up. They made this up. Yeah. Because, like, we're ready to take over your podcast feed. And we don't want anyone else doing it. Yeah, it's so true. It's just us. But they want you to join them for provocative stories, frank conversations about the LGBTQ experience today because everyone's a little bit gay. And in this episode, Dear Nancy... Kathy and Tobin are reading letters that they've received and they're discussing how one listener heard a song from the musical Fun Home, which is about a gay graphic novel author's life. And the song is called Ring of Keys. And she's just talking about, she wrote in about how it spoke to her because it's a love song written from the gay perspective, which is, is unique. I remember thinking after I saw the show the first time, like, this must be what like straight people feel all the time when they see pop culture in some ways because they're not (laughs) they're not um you know it was a moment for me at a musical that i didn't have to translate and um that was a really unique experience to me well so then how did it feel to hear sarah's story and be like oh my god i was i gave this person this whole moment so exciting you know the, the thing that i've learned being a musician um you know, performing for as many years as I've been performing is that you have never have any idea who's in the room. Like you really, like, I just have to remember that all the time. Like even during like a hard show where there's like five people there, like one of those five people might be having an extraordinary experience. So, I mean, as a straight person, I've spent my whole life listening to love songs, being able to relate to them. And I never really thought about what it'd be like to have to translate the song like the listener puts it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Eric, did you have a hard time relating to love songs about so heterosexual love? I, I agree with her in part with the translating thing, but I think mostly what's resonant about this song, The Ring of Keys, which I think we should play. We should play it in this oh. episode. Um, Why didn't I think of that? Is <laughs> I'm like assuming everyone saw because you saw Fun Home. Yeah, and I did I, see we Fun Home. actually have don't go to the theater a lot, but we yeah. loved Fun Home. It was such an incredible show. Um, it's written by Lisa Cron and Janine Tesori, um, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful musical based on um, the graphic novels of Alison Bechtel, um, who is a lesbian uh, illustrator. Who invented the Bechtel test, which we talk about sometimes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and so, uh, oh, anyway, this song is not just about, like, a woman singing about another woman, and that's what's relatable. The song is about this feeling of this young girl who has not really like 
understood romantic love and not really like understood an attraction to you know men and sees this woman and like relates to her not just it's not really even in a romantic way but she sees this lesbian woman this older lesbian woman and she's like describing her and she's like I see you and I know you and I think you know me and I think we're alike in this wonderful way. And it's like, I think as a gay person, you can really relate to that because um, if you grow up straight, like you're the same as everyone, like you relate to everyone you want, you're understood by everyone. If you're gay, no one understands or not no one, but this is, you know, the, the, the character who sings the song is in the seventies, you know? So like no one understands who she is and what she is. And there's something like so relatable about that sort of like identification. Does that make sense? Your swagger and your bearing and just right clothes you're wearing, your short hair and your dungarees and your lace up boots and your keys. When you're talking about love songs like that, it makes me think like the, like lesbian love songs would be way more interesting uh, than regular love songs. Because yeah. like regular love songs are like, I want our butts to touch, you know, <laughs> like I want to hold, hold your hand. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> this sounds a lot more int- like storytelling and a lot more about emotion. And Well, it's more complicated. Yeah, well, so yeah. similarly, like. Um, there's this musical called Bear, which is a pop, uh, it's called Bear, a pop opera. And it's about these like high school kids and, and some of them are gay and they talk about like, you know, loving uh, uh, this, this high school guy, loving this other guy, but he's still pretending to be straight. And so he's like jealous of the affections of these women, the, the, you know, the high school, like young women and whatever. And it's just like, there are more complications and that's really interesting, but it's also more specific. And so when you hear it and see it in a song, it's like, oh my gosh, yes, like that is my story. And you don't get that when it's like up in the club holding hands. Right, you know? but these songs didn't really exist until kind of recently, you know? Yeah, I mean... And it, it reminded me of People Hating on Frank Ocean when the when his album came out because like some big douchey straight people were like saying they couldn't listen to it because all they could picture was like Frank banging a guy and not a girl. And like there were a lot of tweets like, is Frank Ocean talking about other guys in his songs? Uh, not homophobic or anything, but don't really feel comfy listening to that. Like, there was a lot of that. Yeah. And it's like, the whole I'm not a homophobic thing, it's like, an Uproxx article wrote about it, and, and it's saying these people basically have a homophobic bent that they're, they've completely shut off from, and they're exploring. They doesn't jibe with their perception of themselves. And it, it's ridiculous, because, like, what if someone said, I'm not going to listen to that album because Frank Ocean is black? You know, it's like... Right, like, I oh, I can't relate to that because my wife is is white and Frank Ocean is talking about a black... A, black person like it's it's it it is homophobic like you the whole idea is that you take you are so grossed out by the idea of hearing someone talk about romantic love for a man but if a woman is singing about romantic love for a man you're still hearing that it's just insane and it's so totally homophobic so you never like were listening to like regular love songs and they they still made sense like yeah i mean i think you can certainly still picture it but um I, I will say, I'm trying to think what artist this was. Shoot, I wish I'd looked this up. But there was an artist who um, sang a cover of a song and switched the gender pronouns. So he sang a song that was typically sung, sung that was originally sung by a man and talked about her and she, and switched the gender pronouns to um, him and he. Oh my gosh! And I didn't know how much of a difference that would make to me. Like it, it all of a sudden was like, like like they're talking about on the on this clip. Like oh my gosh, this song is like. For me, like I, it, it it's there's just this like unexpected comfort in that. That's if that makes so sense. interesting. You should start a band where you just sing all of the hits. Yeah, and like that's all you do. But and, you just switch. It'd be switch super the easy. To same sex. Yeah, it would be super easy. It takes zero time. Yeah. Um, Unless they're talking about like her her long luxu- luxurious locks and her birthing hips yeah you, you couldn't be like his long luxurious locks and birthing hips yeah you have to get you have to get your thesaurus out it wouldn't work yeah not that men can't have birthing hips because That's trans true. men can certainly have birthing it, hips see how complicated this is it's, it is complicated and isn't it more fun that way um well 
I just I thought that was strange to hear that re- people's reaction to Frank Ocean because I mean I love Frank Ocean and I just wanted to bring up Frank Ocean's Thinking About You was my first our first dance with mm. me and DJ J Woo and and it made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> that's what I wanted to say right now. Well, and that's why during your first dance I kept yelling wrong, wrong, right, right, wrong, right. Oh, is that why? That's I th- why there were so many wrong things at our wedding <laughs> that I wasn't sure what you were talking about. And I wasn't the only one yelling wrong, so yeah. it was probably probably threw you off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I also like the idea of you know the the person that wrote the song saying that. She she would play the song even in a night where she's in a club and there's no one there because you never know when it's who's listening and who it's going to speak to and who if it could make a difference for just one person. And yeah. My grandfather was a musician and he played the saxophone and he would play in clubs in the middle of the night and say like sometimes there was like no one there and you have to remember like this might be the only person like this might be the only time they're going to see me. I need to make a good impression. I, yeah. And it's why. <laughs> To bring this back to Disney World, as I like to do, they have an amazing fireworks show every night because yeah. they know that some families only go to Disney World once in their whole lives yeah. and they want to treat everyone like to the best night of their life. And that's a good thing to keep in mind with whatever you're doing, whether you're like yeah. singing songs or putting on fireworks or whatever. Yeah, totally. Or like tweeting like I do. Like every tweet I write, I'm like, this might be the only tweet someone sees today. I better make it like <laughs> everything I have. <sighs> And your tweets are always one in a million. Thank you. <laughs> I was fishing for compliments. <laughs> well, you got it. I actually put that in the show notes so that Eric would say it. He was she, just reading. She wrote it out like a script. It was like, Eric says. <laughs> yeah. You nailed it. Thanks. If you need me to do another take on the delivery, let me know. Okay. Well, yeah, I probably will. Okay. Just just so that we have some to like for editing options. Your tweets are always one in a million. Oh, Your tweets again. are always one in a million. Oh, that was the best one. Okay. But we'll go with that one. Uh, Kara. Kara, keep that last one. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you can keep all of them. Keep, you know, keep them all. And They're I all repeat great. a couple of them. <laughs> anyway, do you think, this is a kind of a silly question, especially because I'm not gay, but if there would be more music coming out, like like talking about these like more complicated things, or yeah. is it even necessary? Like, Well, I guess the end goal would be that like, like gay songs don't have to be specific because it's like we it's like all same love or whatever but yeah i certainly hope so i hope there's more like but that nuance that you're talking about those like really complicated yeah not just like nick and diane or jack and diane or whatever stories it's like and i mean i think the ideal again is like hopefully that nuance doesn't exist anymore we don't even notice yeah because everyone feels because everyone's gay one day that's what (laughs) i want everyone's gay i just want everyone to be gay oh it'd be so so much easier you know the gay agenda yeah yeah Okay, I I feel gayer every day, and I know that I'm heading in the right direction. It's so true. And that's when when I tell myself, Lauren, your gayness is one in a million today. (laughs) Oh, it's perfect. So, are we ready for our next clip? Let's do it. If we can, I don't think we can top that, but here we go. Um, All right, so Larry Wilmore is a comedian writer who I know from The Daily Show um, and who now has an amazing new podcast that talks all about culture, politics, entertainment, and for some reason, sports. I guess not all podcasts can be perfect like ours. Um, You know Larry Wilmore, right? You love that guy? Yeah. I know that we're all pretty like, you know, like we've talked about, overloaded with info, but it's just more palatable coming from him because he's funny and smart and has, <laughs> Lord and I were talking about this earlier, he just has this like dad essence that I really love. It's kind of like comforting and makes you like pay attention more like he's your dad. He also seems incredibly reasonable, which makes me think yeah. everything's going to be okay. Do you know what I mean? Like Totally. Whatever <sighs> no, I totally know what you mean. He's like level-headed Yeah. in a way that only dads can be. Yeah. Um pragmatic um so at the top of each episode he just sort of muses about like what's on his mind that day and that's kind of my favorite part of the podcast he talks about like more deep issues and stuff like that but he just like does this like top of mind uh, you know free association which i just love i have a Um, suggestion though he really needs to like add some more dad jokes because like that's what dads do that's so true something more punny well his the title of the podcast is already pretty punny that's true that is a Um, dad joke yeah because it's the podcast is larry wilmore black on the air because he's a black man and he was off the air and now now he's he's black oh (laughs) (laughs) how confusing um Okay, so he talks about these fun little, like, dad 
nuggets of wisdom at the top. Um, and in this episode, which is episode four, he talks about how to spot when you're being sold some nonsense from people. Um, and right now I feel like there are a lot of people selling a lot of nonsense. So his advice is like pretty prescient. And here it is. And, and here's a, a, a little formula that I've come up with. Okay, here's what people do. They always demand evidence for the obvious, but then they expect you to swallow the preposterous. Okay? This is what they do. I'll say it again. They demand evidence for the obvious, but they expect you to swallow the preposterous. I'll give you an example. Like 9-11 truthers. Sorry, 9-11 truthers. Here's, here's what happened. Planes flew into buildings, and those buildings were destroyed by the planes. That's the obvious. But truthers want evidence for that. Well, how do we know that really happened? How can we trust that? How do we, you know, I don't think a building could do that. You know, how do we know people didn't go in there and they didn't plant explosives? And okay, it is obvious that that happened. It was on fucking television, you guys. But I'm supposed to swallow the preposterous that somehow somebody sneakily got into those buildings and planted explosives and hoped that planes would fly into them. And then when it did, they were able to say, OK, now and then destroy those buildings. That's preposterous. But they ex- people who have conspiracy theories, they expect you to swallow that wholeheartedly. But they're always demanding you deliver evidence for the obvious. Isn't he so smart? Yeah. I just love that guy. Um it reminds me of Occam's Razor. Is that how you say that? I don't know. I've never said it out loud before. I've been avoiding saying it out loud oh. for my entire life, so I don't have to say it the right way. Yeah, I I, I, I guess it, I used to say, like, uh, Occam's Razor, Occam, but I think it's Occam's Razor. That sounds better. Um, but it's the idea that, like, the simplest explanation is probably the real explanation. Like, it's like, let's not overcomplicate things. But I love this... I wouldn't have been able to articulate what Larry Larry Wilmore says, but he's so right. People challenge you with the most outrageous. It's like, well, why couldn't it be that? You right. know, like disprove it. And it's like, no, your thing is way more preposterous than my thing, which is so much you more You thought reasonable. of something so preposterous that I can't even begin to poke right. a hole in it. But I think, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting, but no. like, I think it's interesting because we were just talking about how he was on Pete Holmes's podcast, uh-huh. which we love. Yeah. Um, you made it weird. And that's a great conversation. But they talk about religion a lot. Yeah. And Larry Wilmar is like pretty Catholic yeah. guy. Like, I know that he doesn't believe in everything, but he but goes to church every Catholic. Sunday and yeah. he knows everything about it. And it's just like, that's what religion is. These people like, you know, coming up with like per- pretty, pretty preposterous ideas. And it's kind of hard to prove them wrong because they're so preposterous that's what he so if if he does believe in everything in catholicism that he's eating the body of christ like prove that wrong yeah, you know like that's a good point actually so he kind of does it i guess we're all flawed and we're all we don't make sense and we're all big contradictions yeah so i guess there's like even a, um, your dad hero larry Wilmore. <laughs> but i guess there's like a um uh, threshold like once a certain amount of people believe something even if it's preposterous it suddenly becomes like way more believable you know yeah. what I mean and also the whole 9-11 conspiracy right. thing it's a little different I guess it's a yeah. little different than like thousands of years of faith and belief sure and, okay well and using, sure. using the 9-11 example I just love how he's like I don't think a building could do that because people do that all the time people are like you know global climate change isn't real because you know x or like i don't i think that um vaccinations cause autism it's like okay you're not a scientist you're not an engineer you don't like you're guessing whether a building could fall like that or you're guessing based on nothing you know that vaccinations cause autism when scientists say vaccinations do not cause autism and that the vaccinations are integral to us not being you know wiped out by disease and that the building did fall that way like according to engineers and the people who built the building it's just insane that people think they're smarter than experts you know we were just talking about a really good example and i don't like to get too political but our president also when when don't you like to get too i feel like we're always political no i hear you i hear you but um Donald Trump, I was just listening to a podcast talking about his fitness regimen, and he was saying that he doesn't work out because he believes that humans are batteries, and by working out, you're depleting your energy, so it's weakening him to work out. Our president believes this. like, and he, That's what he's saying. He's, he's not a scientist, but he's saying, but that's true. And it's like, That's insane. 
Yeah. That's adorable that you believe that. But it it's is like, kind of a cute thing, like picturing us as like little batteries <laughs> walking around. Like, but also like, he, I, I know. I, I, know. I, I can't. There's a lot more I can say. I know, that, I know. Let's so, I'm sorry I brought it up. Let's no, move on. That's such a good example because it's like. That's what we were just I, talking this about. Is, this is, I've decided in my head this works and it's like, no, people have studied this and have the answers. Like, you don't have to guess. Right. This is reminding me of an embarrassing story about you. Uh, oh, I'm ready. Give it. Kara might have to <laughs> cut this out. And I think Kara was there. Oh my God. Okay, so we I'm went nervous. and visited Eric in college. I'm so nervous. I think we spent the night in your dorm or something. Okay. Do you remember that? Yeah, kind of. It was, I think Kara was there. It was Def Patty was definitely there. And you, we were like just telling stories and stuff. And you told this story about, do you know what I'm going to say? No. You told this like scary story about this family that had a clown doll in their house. Oh, yeah. And they always thought it was just like a doll. Yeah. And that. No, it was like a. It was a murderer. No. So the story is, I'll tell it really quickly. So you do remember. I remember the story. So this babysitter is like babysitting this family and whatever. And like um, the kid, like the TV downstairs isn't working for some reason. So they go upstairs to the parents' bedroom and she's like, I don't know if we should really like go in the bedroom like whatever so they go into the bedroom and are watching tv and um the the parents kind of have like eclectic kind of weird eclectic taste and um there's like some weird paintings and stuff and there's this big like life-size clown statue in the corner and it's like creeping her out it's kind of behind them while they're watching tv so you know she's like looking over her shoulder every once in a while so eventually she's like so weirded out by this thing that she's like i'm just gonna call him and be like i need to get this thing out of here so they called she called and said to the parents, like, I'm so sorry to bother you guys. I know you guys are at dinner or whatever, wherever they were. Um, but I just was hoping that I could move the, the clown statue out of your bedroom or at least like cover it up. Like, we're watching TV and it's weirding me out. And the parents said, we don't have a clown statue. That That's a really good story. Dun, dun, dun. But you you believed it. Did I really? You said it. In you college? Were, you were telling us this story. I remember looking at Patty. Are we going to say something? Like, there's no <laughs> way that this happened. Did I really you, believe it? Or was I trying to convince you I, that it was real? Um, I just have this memory of thinking. You were, you were telling it like I was telling a story about missing the subway in the morning. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. I don't remember like believing but that like, story. You know what I it's mean? Ki- you kind of want it to have happened. It's like, it's so crazy. Yeah. Also, listen, Eric is a prodigy and he was actually only four years old in college. So <laughs> it was like a four year old telling us these stories. Lauren, there's no way you can prove that story. Didn't that's happen. That's true. I guess that's, you yeah, got me. Go ahead. Prove, prove that it didn't. Okay. Tell me there's no one in the entire okay. world who ever had a murderer clown in their house I and can't. a babysitter thought it was a statue. I can't do that. You must be right. Oh, my God. I'm so glad we talked about this. I've Thanks. been in the dark all you these really years. You cleared some things up. I thought you were full of wow. shit all these years. I apparently was like a super dumb college dude, which, you know, I was, I, I, I wasn't like dumb, but like. Optimistic. Naive. Naive. Opti- yeah, Optimistic. sure. Whatever those words you want to hear. One in a million. It. Well, okay, since we're all a little naive, we definitely need um, a Larry Wilmore in our lives to keep us keep us a little smarter, you track. know? Yeah. Um, so everyone should go listen to Larry Wilmore, Black on the Air. This one was episode four, but listen to them all. Why not? And listen to Larry Wilmore on You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Yeah, agreed. Fascinating religion conversation. Yeah, agreed. Um, should we get to our segments, starting yes. with a one jingle jangle? Tap it on toots. So you guys know what this is. Jingle jangle is our segment where we uh, pick a clip that's musical of some in some way or another. Um, this one, this jingle jangle, comes from one of our listeners. Oh my gosh! Right? They all email you. Well, this one's related to me too, so let's not get too excited. Um, <laughs> one of You're our so loyal popular. listeners and uh, my favorite sister-in-law, Suzanne L. Why am I like? Uh, why am I weird about I, last? I names? I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I I'm like nervous about saying people's first and last names. Like it ma- like it matters. I don't know. Just get, just say their phone numbers. Oh, That's okay. Fine. Her social yeah. is <laughs> no. So she suggested Suzanne suggested that we check out episode one of one hundred two of Gilmore Guys called The Lorelei's First Day at Chilton. Now, I'm not super well-versed in the Gilmore world. Are you? No, so I'm excited. I'm ready for this ride. You are? Have you ever seen the show? Not once. What? But I I heard... Uh, them talk about it on podcasts. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I feel I mean, it's like... Aware? It's a really cute show. I've watched it. I've seen a few episodes. Okay. Um, 
I have a feeling I would enjoy the podcast more than the show. Yeah, the podcast is really cute. Alan knows the show really well. We should have waited till we had him on to do this one. But, oh, man. you know, you, you live and you learn. Well, Alan, maybe you should just be on the show more and then you'll catch these things that you care about. But he's not listening. So who am I even talking to? Listen, <laughs> we're, we, we may have to tell him in person about that because he will not hear it through the podcast. Um, okay, so the the, Gil, the idea of the Gilmore guys is, is these two guys. Um, one is a super fan of the Gilmore girls. His, he's Kevin T. Porter. And one is brand new watching the show for the first time. His name is, forgive me for butching this, um, Demi Adejuyigbe. You're forgiven. I apologize. I don't think I said that right. Um, so he's watching for the, for the first time with Kevin and they're digesting it like episode by episode. So each episode of the podcast, they talk about an episode of the show and I think they go through the entire thing. It's like my favorite go Bayside podcast. Where yeah, they do this with, exactly. By the bell. Exactly. I love that. I love it when people do this. Well, I love it. I just discovered one for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air oh, that's today. That's good. That's good. So everyone it's, should do that. And this, this one's a good model too, because one person knows everything about it and one person is like can give fresh eyes you know i think these guys do one on bunheads oh no through this through gilmore guys they start talking about bunheads oh. yeah so it's the same podcast which bunheads is um also by the creator of gilmore girls who is uh amy sherman palladino i almost forgot that wow um and stars sutton foster bunhead <laughs> i watched bunheads the first season i've always wanted to see it i think patty likes bunheads bunhead, yeah that so. makes sense it's okay. it's really cute. So anyway, uh, even I think if you Patty haven't just seen likes show, things with the word buns in them, <laughs> she, she sure do. Um, even if you haven't seen Gilmore Girls, the podcast is really charming because it's like these two are funny and entertaining. Um, this episode, which is only the second episode of the entire podcast, um, they're discussing not the Gilmore Girls this time, but um, Animaniacs, which was that weird like animated variety show on war on like the wb do you remember that yeah animaniacs this is the animaniacs whoa was that the clip we're getting musical whoa. already hey that sounded authentic <laughs> um okay so there were a ton of musical numbers and songs in the animaniacs show that was like part of their shtick but um in this clip kevin and demi are recalling one in particular called the nations of the world those songs were so good though. they were it was like very finely finessed, like just good shit, and still holds up. I, oh, li- I listen really to does. those soundtracks, like the Nations of the World. Do you remember that? I used to know <laughs> all the words to that one. I don't Ooh, anymore. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, <laughs> Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, <laughs> Republic Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Grenadilla, Salvador, Two, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still oh. Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French, French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam. Oh my God. Norway and Sweden and Iceland and Finland and Germany now one please Switzerland Austria Czechoslovakia Italy Turkey and Greece Poland Romania Scotland Albania Ireland Russia Oman Bulgaria Saudi Arabia Hungary Cyprus Iraq and Iran Syria Israel Lebanon Jordan Kuwait and Bahrain I, in that section I always I always bomb it dude that was so <laughs> that was incredible I wish we had a studio audience that could applaud you that was so good I mean that's not even the whole song by the way you think that was long? The real song. So I'm going to play a little bit of the real song from the real show. Um, just so you can see how well Kevin actually remembered that thing. So here is a clip from the, from the real one. And now, the nations of the world. Brought to you by Yakko Warner. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still, Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam. Norway and Sweden and Iceland and Finland and Germany now one piece. Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey and Greece. Poland, Romania, Scotland, Albania, Ireland, Russia, Oman, Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq and Iran. Okay, so it goes on like that for a while. We should post the the YouTube link on our Facebook. Um, I just I love me an educational lyric. Why can't we learn something while we're tapping our toots? That was so good. That right? was a really good. 
Jingle Jangle. I know. I can't believe they remembered all. I that. remember them singing. I remember the anime. Like I remember that from. Yeah. I also like how we hyped up the Gilmore Guys podcast so much, and then we were like, "This is unrelated." Right. <laughs> to the, to the Gilmore Side Girls. note. Yeah. Um, I think every song should be required to teach you something, right? Yeah. Like I mean, the love song. It's like should, we're wasting <laughs> our brain energy we're by not learning stuff. Energy. We are. Um, most of what I know about anything and like mostly history comes from songs and musical theater. Most of everything that I know about like wanting to hold hands with boys yeah. is from love <laughs> comes songs. From Bob songs. Okay. Here's, here's what I know from musical theater. Um, I know about presidential assassinations. Oh, that's and true. And assassination attempts from assassins. That's true. I know about our founding fathers from Hamilton. I know about a famous civil injustice from the Scottsboro boys. I know about the immigrant experience from Ragtime. I know about the Trail of Tears from Bloody Blood and Andrew Jackson. Now you're just bragging. No, but it's like educational. The story of Imelda Marcos and Here Lies Love. There's more. There's more. It's yeah. like, yeah. Let's let's learn some stuff. You know. I know. I love it. <laughs> um, do you remember the Fifty State song? Of course. Do you remember the intro part? 50, 50 nifty United, United States, States from 13 original colonies. Shout them, scout them, tell all about them. One by one till we give them a day to every state. We're given a day to every state? Give a day to every yeah. state. Give it, Each state should get its own day. Well, just 50 days? Okay, anyway. Uh, in <sighs> the USA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes, Alabama. <laughs> Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, do-do-do. I, I know it? it. I do not you think feel it's go good it listening. <laughs> <laughs> Come what on. That's like when you're in a about? car and someone starts singing that song. You're like, I want to kill you. Yeah. But when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, do they know all the states in a sing song? Okay, manner? fine. No, I'm just kidding. It's a bad Alabama, idea. Alaska, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Arkansas California, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Connecticut Delaware, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Hawaii Idaho, Illinois, Illinois Indiana. Indiana. Iowa, Kansas, Kansas Kentucky, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maine Maryland, Massachusetts, Massachusetts Michigan, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New, New Mexico, Mexico, New York, York North Carolina, Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Ohio Oklahoma, <laughs> Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. Doesn't everyone know that song? What a weird way to end. Wyoming. I always loved that Ohio was like. Like Ohio. Ohio. Like yeah. I felt like Ohio was the star of that yeah. song. We also it's interesting, like no like it's slightly variant. Yeah. Like, it's a little like, different. like by the time you learned it, our music teacher had gone senile and like you didn't <laughs> learn it right. That's kind of like Miami. Okay, I'm sorry I made us sing that, but I still I also think just it was feel like listening. everyone knows it, but maybe that's not true. Wait, yeah, let us know if you know it or not. Yeah. And if you want to learn about every country ever invented, listen to Gilmore Guys episode 102, The Lorelei's First Day of Chilton, and hear Kevin sing the song from Animaniacs, and then you'll know it. And thank you for that great Jingle Jangle recommendation. Everyone should send in recommendations. That was so perfect Thanks, and Suzanne. so fun. You're the best. Thanks. Um, also, to go on a little bit more, I'm bringing back... No comment Ooh. because I I like no comment because sometimes there's just something. It's I just don't have anything to say yeah, about I'm it, into but it, it. Like, they're just interesting. So you guys remember what, no, what our no comment segment is? We just play a clip and we don't respond, even though our instinct is to blab on about it. Yeah, I have nothing to say about this other than I want you to hear it. It's, All right, we'll give it up. Give it up. It's from Twenty Thousand Hertz. Have uh-huh. you ever listened to that podcast? No. It's all about sound, and honestly, I think oh. I started listening to it by accident. It does not sound like something <laughs> I would enjoy. And no one even challenged you to do it? No, it was like wow. an accident. Okay. It was like, yeah, I don't know how that happened, but it, they were talking about uh, dolls. The one, I, the first one I listened to was talking about dolls that talk and a new technology about dolls that listen. So like when kids are talking wow. to their dolls, it's like taking information from children, oh. which is really creepy. But um, this episode is called The Wilhelm Scream, and... Well, to tell you a little bit more about 20,000 Hertz, it's, they call it the stories behind the world's most recognizable and interesting sounds. And this is about the Willem Scream, which is a sound bite used in tons and tons of movies. And it's recycled in every single th- media you've ever heard. And they do a little montage of all these screams together in, uh, from different TV shows and movies and stuff. And I'm just warning you, once you hear it, you'll never be able to unhear it. You'll never watch movies the same way again. 
Here we go. You may be thinking, what's the Wilhelm scream? If you think you've never heard it, it's been used in movies such as Batman, Star Wars, Toy Story, Lord of the Rings, Tropic Thunder, Beauty and the Beast, Team America, Spaceballs, Jurassic World, 300, Cars, Indiana Jones, and hundreds of other films. This barely scratches the surface. Okay, I don't have anything to say. Just isn't that weird? Yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> I agree, though, that like I didn't, I wouldn't have thought I would have enjoyed that podcast, but now I want to listen to more. And now I'm going to be listening for that scream in movies and stuff. Totally. But can't they get like? I just wonder why. Maybe Is it really it's, that expensive to get a new scream? Well, I bet they have to buy it each time, don't you I think? I know. I guess it's just. What do I know? <laughs> we need to get a an, a sound engineer in here. Yeah. Sound designer. Well, anyway, uh, should we go on to... Segment, segment? Yeah. Let's who's, do it. Who's first? I'll go first. Go. Okay, this sounds like a really dumb segment, segment, but my segment, segment is to not not procrastinating. Ooh. Oh, by the way, segment, segment, you guys know, is just like where we talk about not podcast things, like things we endorse or things that are happening in our lives or just anything we general. We lives outside of podcasting. Yeah. Stop judging. Like each um, week, we just have to think of one non-podcast thing that we like. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Mostly it's food. Um, okay, I'm a procrastinator by nature. Like I do a lot of freelance work and um, I typically put it off until the last minute. Um, but that gets stressful. Like you have a lot of, th- when you have a lot of things mounting on your plate, like it gets really stressful. And I know this is so obvious, but I'm just like kind of rediscovering that the only way to feel better is just to do the thing. That's the only way you're going to feel any different and any better. So even though it's my instinct and even though I still do it, my podcast podcast is just to like not procrastinate. And then it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. It's never as bad as you think it's going to be. And then it's done and you feel like a million bucks. You feel like one in a million. It's true. It's very hard. (laughs) I think in order to learn that, though, you have to fuck up a lot. Yep. And then you're like, oh, I'm an adult now. Yep. Like, I get how this works. Pit in your stomach late at night, like scrambling to get it done. Also, I've noticed I have to be more like that the busier I am. Because, yep. like, you can't. Well, it's also You're like, not going to remember. If you're very busy, you're not going to remember that tiny thing in, to do it in a week. You exactly. have to just get it out of your brain so you never have to think about it again. Or if you have three things due on Wednesday. You can't do it all Wednesday night. You have to plan ahead to do one of them Monday night, one of them Tuesday night. You know what I mean? It's like we're adults. Ugh, almost. That's a good one. That's a good one for us all. Thanks. Okay, Lauren, what's your segment segment? Well, you were just saying it's all about food, and mine is about food. Food, food, food. Um, There's this Twitter handle I found, which I was like immediately like, I think Eric will like this. Really? It's called Tiny Foods. The handle (gasps) is Foods Tiny. Oh my gosh, I'm checking it out right now. Are you able to look it up right now? Yeah. Because you know how like Tasty BuzzFeed is really popular, like uh, videos of food being made. Oh, yeah. But like just in general, like cooking shows and stuff will do like sped up videos of food being made. Yeah. Well, Foods Tiny is tiny foods being made and it's so (laughs) fucking adorable because it's like taken so seriously but they're like tiny baby foods for little dolls it's like food for your dolls dolls like pancakes and tiny lunchables and tiny ice cream cones and capri suns and sushi it's like Oh There's something so cute about it. And they actually will make like a little burger like on a frying pan. Like, no, like a miniature frying pan with the candle as a heat. Like they're actually cooking. It's The cheese is melting. I'm watching the cheese melt right oh now on a tiny burger. Gosh. And it's funny because I was like, I feel like Eric would like this. And then I noticed that Chrissy Teigen, like, <gasps> fu- like they tweeted that she like loves it. And I was like, I knew it. Like I knew Chrissy Teigen would like this because oh Chrissy Teigen's cool. God. And also, there's also, a sesame seed bun about the size of my can, pinky. Can you, nail. I have a question. Can you stop looking at this? No, they're okay. frying tiny potatoes. It's so freaking cute. I can't even stand it. Wait. So I have seen this on Instagram. Like, you know, when you can just do the search feed and then it shows you like things you might like. 
I have seen this on, wow. on Instagram, but well, you might like this. This is really there's a video cute. of Christy Teigen watching it, which is amazing. <laughs> and actual uh, foods tiny only follows four people, and one of them is Christy Teigen. Ugh. So I feel like Christy Teigen might be behind it, but I wouldn't put it past her. Lauren, you're welcome. I have oh shit my to God. do tonight. What? What I is know. wrong with you? Oh my God! Did you see the one where they're cutting up the tiny bread? Yes. Oh. They're it's they're like tiny. It's so tiny. Oh it's my so gosh! Tiny. I'm not kidding. What? Oh are you my doing god! To they're me? making French toast right now. You I, guys, are you guys jealous? Oh go my to, god! Go, go to Foods right Tiny right now on on Twitter and oh watch god. this stuff. I can't. They're doing something with little chocolates. Uh-huh. They're like tempering <laughs> chocolates. Oh my god! That gosh. is a tiny strawberry. Oh Where do they god. even get all these tiny baking supplies and cooking supplies? I have a lot of questions. Ah, <gasps> they made potato chip. Oh. The little uh, cookies. Oh wait. my god, Kara's probably gonna have to cut like all of this out because it's just us looking uh, at the picture. Cut none of it. Wait, there's okay. There's a picture. That's what I was just looking at. How do they do that? How do they get the little tiny eggs? It's like a little fried egg. Is there even an egg small enough? Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh my god. Okay. <gasps> there's nachos. Oh my god! Can we, <gasps> can we make a new podcast that's just us watching tiny foods? <laughs> I think it's a hit. I'm enjoying this podcast. I'd listen. Oh my god! Okay, I think we have to, we stop, have to stop now, but we can look later. Not oddly, we, we can look later. I delicious. love the tiny knives. Oh, that rainbow cake thing was so cool. I'm not even there yet. No spoilers. <laughs> so satisfying you guys i can't stop watching I mean, and also the other perk is if you're on a diet it could like really help you lose weight if you only ate like one serving a day that's not a bad idea i think you're a little joking but what if you wanted a brownie and you just had this tiny little miniature brownie and you tricked yourself into believing it was just like adorable well especially if you went all the work of (gasps) making it have you guys been to the tiny nachos one yet yeah, There's a tiny we even already discussed it. Pay oh, attention. I was looking at something else. <laughs> That's a thing you can't even hear when you're watching this. Oh They're making god. churros. They're making tiny churros. Oh my god, you guys. Okay, right, everyone, just stop. go home now. Okay. Oh, I could go on. I'm not going to because me talking about this is just describing what's happening, and everyone can go look on their own. Lauren, so. do you have an hour after we record this? Because <laughs> I got to talk to you about this. Yeah, we, I, I have some things to add in the show notes. Oh my god. About this. Uh wow. Okay. That might be the the second best segment segment that's, oh my that's God. ever been done. I really don't want this segment to end. Uh wow. DJ would take us away. What's your segment segment? Um what is my segment segment? I guess um I don't really have I don't I kinda don't have one today. Wow. Wow. Instead, what was the best thing that happened today? Uh, the discovery of tiny foods. Oh my God. That was the right answer. It's okay. You can, your segment segment can be my segment segment. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. We're united. I made him say that. I made him do it. It says in the show notes. Agree with everything Lauren says. And, and our podcast, podcast contract. Well... Whew, I have to go now because I haven't looked at all of the Foods Tiny tweets. Oh, you just made me realize it's going to end at some point. I'm going to get to the there end of the There will be more. Feed. You can look again. You can look twice. Oh, no, I have noticed because oh, I've been looking a lot lately. You can look at them more than once. Like, oh. you can. It you works. Can. It's okay, good. Still, the magic is still there. <gasps> go on. Sorry. My, uh, my thing this week or today, or I guess it was yesterday, was... That Dave Chappelle announced uh, another residency at Radio City Music Hall. I didn't know or that. Radio- Why yeah. didn't you tell me this? I don't know. I, you I were saving it for the podcast. Sa- exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Oh, my God. But this it's gonna, is so it's much gonna joy. It's going to be the same thing. Like, when we saw them, when we saw him in 2014, he had, like, every night was a different uh, kind of guest, special guest, like musical guests. So, same it was deal. so good. And it's going to be uh Great. I think he's doing it for like a month. I don't mean to lessen the moment that we got married, but that Dave Chappelle show <laughs> was one of the best moments of my life. Wow. Yeah. 
that's that's a lot. So many intense good things happen. I know. Uh, I love life. Speaking of intense good things, you guys are intense and good. And if you're for still listening. listening after that state song, and us Warren, watching the Foods Tiny channel for two hours. The state song was really good, and everyone wanted to hear it. Okay. <laughs> we have never tweet f- us. Let us know. Disagreed on something so strongly. <laughs> Let us know if you were annoyed and you want to punch us in the face after listening to us sing or if you felt like ah thanks for that cheery reminder of all the states we have that's a good mm-hmm. we shouldn't we like add some of the like um u.s like territories yeah like Virgin we Islands should rewrite or it puerto rico okay well now we really need to <laughs> shut this down i've gone off the rails thanks for listening <laughs> send us um all clips we do you want us to go do off the rails. if we didn't weren't allowed to go off the rails there would be this no would be podcast a six minute podcast um email us love your podcast at gmail.com with things you like or just tell us you like us or just tell us that you made it through to the end tweet us at foods tiny no sorry tweet us at love your podcast (laughs) but tell us your favorite foods tiny yeah extra points if it's the nacho one because i think that's the best one extra points if it's the churro one that starts with a miniature seal in a um, mexican hat But, but whatever one you want yeah, up to you. <laughs> Thanks, as always, to our editor, Kara Hughes. Thanks, Kara. Kara, quote, Tiny Foods Hughes. Um, and just, like, thanks to both of you for being in my life. Oh, my God. Right back at you, sister. <laughs> I love you. See ya Bye. on the other side. Bye.